do all our incantations and chants to the machine god. Praise the Omnissiah. Bless oh, us with oh. good quality audio. <laughs> and deliver oh. us from disconnects. You're listening to the Spruce and Brews podcast, your weekly podcast looking at all things Warhammer. Hello and welcome to episode 150 of the Spruce and Brews podcast. 150! Can't believe our quiz episode was 50 episodes ago. That's mental. It's crazy. Uh, my name is Dave and I'm joined once again by Matt. Hello. Jay. Hello. And Andy. Good evening, mate. <laughs> so, <laughs> that completely threw me off. <laughs> um, so, on this week's show, uh, we're going to be talking about, well, we've we've all sort of had a play around with Kill Team now. Um, watched a few videos. Jay and Matt, you've, you've had a stream game. So uh, it's got us thinking about kill teams we'd like to see added to the game. So for this week's top three, we're going to be talking about just that. Kill teams we would like to see. Uh, I believe, uh, Matt, we've had uh, a lot of community responses this week for this one. We have. It's been a popular one this week. I think people are really kind of into kill team at the minute. Excellent stuff. So we're going to be chatting about that um, later on in the show. Uh, we're also going to be having a bit of a, a hobby update as our main segment this week. Um, so we've been a little bit quiet on the old Tales of Spruce um, side of things. So we're going to have a bit more of an in-depth um, discussion about what we're currently doing in the hobby, what we've got planned for the next few months. Because we've had, as we'll talk about in the news, we, we've got a little bit of an idea of what's coming. And that's great because it means we can kind of plan a little bit. Um, so we're going to be talking about that later on in the show. Uh, and speaking of the news, I believe we do have um, quite a bit of news as well to cover. So we're going to have a, a slightly probably shorter hobby um, update section to start off the show. But we're still going to talk about what we've been doing in the hobby for over the last seven days. So, Jay, do you want to start us off? Uh, yeah. So um, I've been um, building and painting Grey Knights. Um, so the codex is now out, I think. Everyone who wants it can get yes, it. Yes, it is out. It is now out. Um, so... Um, I've we I've got I had my 1000 point army ready for when the um the the codex landed so we could get that crusade battle uh, report in which was awesome fun uh, and then since then I've been adding reinforcements to take it to 2000 points so I um, converted up and finished painting the uh, Caldor Drago uh, he's ready um I then I wanted a brotherhood chaplain I had the old do you remember the um uh, the plastic chaplain in Terminator armor they released oh gosh I think it's about a year ago something like that um, it was a store exclusive or something, I want to say. Yeah. Um, I um, I grabbed him, and I used him to start with, and I put uh, some Grey Knight shoulder pads on, uh, give him a Grey Knight weapon. But I didn't like the fact that he's not wearing the same kind of Terminator armor as the rest of my Grey Knights. So I abandoned that, and I went back to the chopping board, and I chopped up a um, Primaris chaplain, the original Primaris chaplain with the cloak, and he had the hooded, he's got the hooded helm, helm with the skull on the front. Um uh, I chopped up his backpack as well, used pieces of that, and I got a Grey Knight Terminator and swapped it all around, um, made a new sort of Crozius um, for his um, weapon arm, um, and got him painted up. And I painted up with black armour to make him stand out as a chaplain from all the other Grey Knights, and I think he looks quite cool. Yeah, uh, yeah. good. I, I really like the conversion. 
Yeah, so he, he's he's cool. The Brotherhood chaplains are really really cool in the um, in the new Grey Knight Codex. They get access to some amazing litanies, and there's a really cool stratagem as well you can use with them. Um, so then I'm now continuing to paint the characters. So in front of me here, I've got a Brotherhood Ancient and a Brotherhood Apothecary, which I'm painting up, which are two more characters to add to the force. Uh, Hexfire arrived, so we've got the new Castellan Crow, Ten Strike Marines, and another Dread Knight. They're going to be built and started to get painted this week, so I should have a big bit of progress on them by the next podcast the idea is to get these 2000 points of grey knights ready in the next probably two weeks maybe um because then i think my attention is going to be on other things mm-hmm. excellent stuff yeah i really like your um your conversions that you've been doing with your grey knights and yeah you've been very very busy um it was a really fun game i know we spoke about it last week um but it was um really good seeing what the grey knights can do uh now and um i got to try out the thousand sons book in fact i'll i'll go next um and talk about what i've been doing in in the hobby and i've actually been painting a thousand sons model myself so last week i think i was trying to decide whether or not i was going to paint all my thousand sons reinforcements like the 40k era models in the horus heresy scheme because i've got a horus heresy thousand sons army um i really like I really wanted it like a blue 40k army. Don't know why, um, but I decided to have a go at painting a um, was Araman from um, the Horus Heresy. I had a spare one, and he's turned out really cool. Um, so I've used obviously contrast mainly. His his robes came out a bit pinker than I anticipated, but I believe um, you guys thought it looks okay. Yeah, I like the pink against the blue and the gold. I think it looks very nice. And I mean, if you look at, I think it, if you get some Zinch demons in the list as well, Dave, in the army at some point, mm. uh, you know, they have a lot of pinks and stuff on them as well. Yeah. It ties it together. The pink and blue then keys off your horrors, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah. So yeah, he was he was really cool to paint. Um, he's nearly actually finished. Um, what stopped me from finishing him though was um, I finally, finally, guys, have started painting Kragnos. obviously um all of the chatter on warcom has been about the new oric war clans and stormcast book um so i really wanted to get kragnos finished before the book lands um so i've um i've I've started doing well i say i've started painting kragnos i've done his base (laughs) (laughs) which um, it is a big base and i I really wanted to take my time i really want kragnos to be one of the best models I've painted because I feel like he deserves it. He's the first, I think he's the first God I've ever painted. Um, <laughs> I've never painted a Primark or anything. So um, yeah, I've, I've started doing the skin on Kragnos himself. Now the base is done uh, and I hope to have him finished um, by the, by the end of the week, if I can. Uh, and then once he's done, I can kind of crack on with some of my other stuff. Um, obviously I need to get Hexfire, up, the, the thousand sun half of Hexfire off you jay so um i can get building those as well because I'm, I'm i'm really looking forward to, to painting some more thousand suns yeah, i really want another game of 40k i really love that crusade game we've not played 40k for a while at least i hadn't um mm. Mm. yeah it was a, it was a, it was a lot of fun um so that's that's really been me and the hobby um andy what have you been up to um so mine's going to be a bit short and sweet this week um so i started painting the cavalos death riders that i had on my painting desk last week um, and I finally got them finished up and fully painted about an hour before we started doing the podcast. <laughs> we'll work on the uh, Yeah, yeah. Um, I wanted to get the Liege Cavalos done um, as well. And then that's my 1,000 points of Osseo Bone Reapers done. Um, uh, but I haven't managed to get that done yet, although that's going to be my next sort of painting project for the week. 
Um, and I've got, I managed to get this week off work, so I've got plenty of time to to crack on and get that done. Um, but yeah, it's just been the uh, the Kavalos Death Riders. I mean, I did pick up um, a Necron Warrior. Um, I've got like the the Necrons from the Indomitus stuff. Mm. Um, so I've given that a spray of Lead Belcher, but I can't quite decide what other colours I want to go with it to make it, you know, so that it doesn't just look completely silver. Mm. Um, I'm thinking other metallic. Yeah, I'm thinking other metallic colours, um, like bronze, um, ashute copper, that sort of stuff, just to yeah. you know, break it up and, and make it look a bit different. But yeah, it's mostly been um, focusing on the Osseot Bone Reapers this week. Excellent stuff. Look forward to facing the Bone Reapers at some point, maybe with Kragnos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 me too, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Matt, what have you been doing in the last seven, seven days? Well, I've not managed to do much hobby, but, you know, I couldn't let the side down, could I? So I started building some Stormcast. Um, I forget what they're called. They're like Chocobo things. They're pa- Paladors? Paladors, yeah, something like that. They're uh, they're really cool models, but they're a bit frustrating to build. If you've built any, they're a bit fiddly. Um, so I abandoned after building two of them and then built a load of Elder Scroll stuff. And um, like Andy, in the in in the minutes running up to a start on the podcast, put some washes down on the uh, Dwemer constructs. I've pretty much managed to paint those to entirety today. Sprayed them up over the weekend, and I've just been working on those today. So they are really nice models. The uh, the Elder Scrolls stuff, especially if you're a bit of a Elder Scrolls nerd like me. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, they, they they look like really cool models. I mean, I've not had a game. I know you've um. Did you have a couple of solo games, Matt? I think. Yeah, I had a couple of solo games. I had, I had a game with my brother. He's actually coming around tomorrow as well to do to do another delve. I think we're gonna. The, 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 it's quite cool. Like you can play it like a like you know Warhammer style battle game, but then there's also like a delve mode where you go through certain scenarios, and then online they've got like a procedurally generated dungeon mode where you can keep going down levels and hunting stuff and getting gear. So basically, like RPG turned into a tabletop game, which is really cool. Excellent. Yeah, sounds really, really good. I'm looking forward to you painting that scenery piece that you picked up. Yeah, that's okay. uh, the big, yeah, the, um, the no, no, the um, dragon wall. Mm. All right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Excellent stuff. So we're going to be talking about um, more about what we're going to be up to in the hobby um, for, for pretty much the rest of the year, I think, uh, later on in the show. Before we get to that, though, we do have quite a bit of news to cover. So we're going to be, be right back with the news. So what do we have in this week's news, Matt? Well, we've got no new model or game pre-orders this weekend because Octarius is a two-week pre-order and, uh, yeah, it's it's still up for pre-order. I, I believe that went quite well. They did a bit of a pre-order promise, didn't they, saying that anyone who ordered one would get one, even if they had to make additional units. Now, I don't believe the initial batch has sold out yet. I know a lot of um, stores like Element have had extra allocations, so... Whether that's a sign that maybe Octarius didn't do quite as well as they thought it would, or they've just managed to meet the demand, I don't know. I kind of think Games Workshop were expecting it to sell out, like the Saturday, the fact that they said that they'd make make him to order the following then. Yeah, Um, strange, isn't it, to not see a a game like that sell out from Games Workshop? Every sort of limited box like that now tends to sell out. I mean, Hexfire sold out, I think, hasn't it? 
Yeah, well, now they did. They did say they made a lot of copies of the Octarius. So that's a good thing because that is really. I, I'd argue that's the idea way of getting into the game yes. rather than getting all the books and stuff separately. And arguably, the factions in that box are way more interesting than the stuff in the compendium. Yeah. Mm. Uh, we'll give a little shout here. We're going to cover it today because it's a bit of a dry one for the podcast. But Jay's done a full deep dive into uh, the compendium as well. So that's over on the site, I'm sure. Uh, Dave will drop in a link. So, yeah, so all that stuff's still up for pre-order. Uh, so there's no new, new stuff. If you are into your super expensive collectible figures, however, Bandai have got a Primaris Captain going up for pre-order next Saturday. It is plastic and die-cast metal. And it's going to be super expensive. I can't remember how much the other ones were, but I think you're talking about the 100, 150 quid mark. Yeah, this is uh, the Gravis Captain, isn't it, as well? It is, yeah. So um, Bandai are making these to order. So they'll take all the pre-orders this weekend and then uh, six months later you'll get your figure. Uh, Bandai do a lot of premium kind of uh, figures like that. So if you're into that kind of thing, that's really cool. A little bit on the pricey side for me, those figures, personally. Yeah, they are for me as well. They're cool, but not that cool. Remember yeah. the um, it wasn't Bandai, was it? There was one. There was a Gulliman. I can't remember who made that statue. Now that was like three hundred and fifty quid or something. Yeah, massive uh, Gulliman diorama statue. I don't know what ever happened to that. I never I I saw it released, but I suppose I wasn't keeping an eye on that coming out. Yeah, no, also, I have. Uh, I have seen some people with it. Yeah, so uh, I know people have got them. Uh, that's pretty cool. And uh, I know there was a, a um, military action figure. Uh, producer who was doing some various Astra Militarum ones as well with replica uniforms and stuff so I know there is a market for uh, premium yeah. action figures like that and they are quite cool but uh, I think I'd rather spend the money on some more toy soldiers personally yeah. so Games Workshop did share a roadmap for Codex is coming out and I think a lot of people might have disappointed themselves expecting like the next 12 months worth of Codexes to be shared on Warhammer Community mm. or something uh, so what we found out is that in September Codex Orcs uh, is up for pre-order. So obviously we saw this a little bit early in the launch box, but technically the whole Orc wave hasn't been yet. A really nice cover on that as well, I've got to say. And then in October, there's no 40k release, but we know that there's a Chaos-themed Age of Sigmar release, which is presumably going to be Nurgle. And then in November, we have Codex Black Templars. Now we saw this teased a couple of times before this, and that's the official confirmation that November this is out. Now, at the minute, we don't know whether that is everything out in November with maybe this launch box coming a bit sooner or whether the launch box comes out in November and the full wave comes out next year. The fact that it's on this roadmap is November makes me think, is that actually the whole wave coming out then? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Which cool, yeah. obviously doesn't leave a massive slot for this launch box. But then I suppose if Orcs are out September... They've not long had their launch box either, so they could easily do an end of August launch box alongside the Stormcast and uh, Uruk battle tomes. That's what I was thinking, whether the launch box is sooner than we think. Yeah. Um, The fact that they they seem to be doing a lot about Black Templar stuff on Warhammer Community recently. uh, Which, if it is November, you know, it's, it's quite a way to go. Yeah, really. Yeah, I, I, I do, I do, I do wonder, but I, I think maybe that's what we'll see in the next couple of weeks. Like I say, potentially alongside the new battle tomes, or in a week after them with some second wave stuff, 
get that full launch box, which is interesting because obviously we'll see some new Black Templar miniatures then as well. They did actually show off the cover of the Codex as well um, today. And obviously that artwork shows some different styles of uh, Space Marine. Uh, Sword Brethren in Primaris armor by the look of things. Mm. And the new Emperor's Champion looks fantastic. Yeah, I mean, presumably he's a contender to be in that launch box as well. So, yeah, it's, it is a codex supplement. So it's obviously designed to work with the existing uh, codex Space Marines. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what additional stuff they get. Yeah. What's most exciting for me is, um, and we've discussed this quite a lot on our sort of um, WhatsApp group, is at the moment a lot of, like, your marine supplements that have got their own units like blood angels and space wolves they're still all kind of classic marines aren't they like the thunderwolf cavalry your sanguinary guard and this could be like the first supplement that comes with like you've got all your exclusive black templar units but they're all going to kind of be primaris by the looks of things so that's really exciting i think it really gives because the black templars have always been like they are one of the main marine um sub chapters aren't they but they never really kind of get that same coverage it did, um, did a long time ago yeah. and then they've kind of been um kind of the redheaded stepchild haven't they the last few editions yeah yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, so they didn't even have a codex supplement i don't think in eighth no. edition no so um it, it's kind of nice that they're going to get a bit of a bit of love this edition stylistically they're very different as well there's lots of robes there's lots of kind of like uh questing knight kind of imagery to them so yeah i'm interested to see what they do because they should be awesome models if that um emperor champions anything to go by for necromunda we also saw a couple of new miniatures as well house green military attaches so We've talked about the House of Books quite a lot. One of the things that you can do in them is take allegiances. These are lesser guilds and factions that you can ally your gang with to give you various in-game benefits. And outside of the, the slavers and the water guild, we haven't really had any miniatures represent these factions. And it looks like Games Workshop are now working their way through them now that the House of Series is complete. And today they showed off the Krieg Mester and the Jaegerkin. So these are the uh, the kind of units that you get in your force if you make an allegiance with um, House Gr- uh, Green. And they are really, really nice models. I don't know if you guys have had a look at these yet. Yeah, I think they'd look nice in just the uh, Imperial Guard army. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say that um, Colonel-looking one looks very um, regimental advisor. I've forgotten the name of the um, the actual one. That's from the Imperial Guard, but yeah, he, I think he'd fit in quite well into you, a, a you, guard you army. Could, you could argue that he'd make a great company commander. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, he's a stunning model. He's he's going to be joining my Death Corps of Krieg regardless. Yeah, I mean, he's well, going to be in the Underhive anyway, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I think he'd look good in the Death Corps Krieg, like the nobility at the top of the, you know, the higher command, that sort of thing. Yeah, he's the guy sipping tea in the tent at the back while everyone else is uh, running across no man's land. Mm-hmm. And then his uh, his bodyguard, the the, the Jaegerkin, she looks amazing with her bionic arm and her shotgun and her scarred face. <laughs> yeah, and ironically, we were only talking about this uh, a couple of weeks ago because this is one of my favourite guilds. Um, <laughs> it's the one I was most tempted by, so uh, it's cool they're getting models. Yeah, now... 
it's a bit bittersweet, really, because obviously we've, I love the Deathcore Krieg, and we've had some you know new new Krieg models, but the the chapter not the chapter the regiment that her uh, armor is represented are the Arcadians, which were mentioned in like an early white dwarf there are super obscure ones and they've all got a spider motif on the armor or a spider tattoo on the face and mm. that style of armor is so different than the cadians or the catechins or something i kind of wish that we'd seen an entirely new astra militarum regiment like like these guys mm. yeah. yeah completely different face mask there's there's lots of um kind of regal touches as well kind of nods to the ventralians I think they'd be really cool to get a completely different looking regiment. Some of the trims reminded me a little bit of Scions, like the helmet and stuff. Yeah. So, so yeah, so she looks really cool. I'll be picking up this set because I'm going to have to pick up all these various minor guilds to, just to paint them up because they're gorgeous. If you prefer your uh, fighting on a much bigger scale, and you want a war machine the size of a skyscraper, but you don't like shooting people and you prefer running up to them and punching them in the face, then there is a titan for you. Uh, Warhammer community showed off possibly the most ridiculous titan in existence, the Warmaster Iconoclast, which is a close combat specialist bigger than a warlord titan, because of course it is. I just, I, I just can't. I, I mean, it's awesome. It's so cool. Well, I mean, uh, wh- how long does it take to swing that fist round? And, and you know. <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> it's coming right for us. Yeah. Surely you have to move out of the way by the time it's come to you. I mean, uh, what, what must the Imperium of Mankind have been fighting for them to have commissioned something like that? Exactly. Yeah. A giant army of sloths. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's ridiculous, and I think that's why I love it. So it's only it's a, a giant um, chainsaw the size of a skyscraper, and then in its other arm, it's got like a gravity weapon, a grav imploder, which mm. basically just kind of like implodes your face when it points it at you. Mm. So I mean, maybe maybe like if we're thinking siege of terror, if this is some kind of like siege specialist to breach the walls or something, maybe that makes sense. But why not just give it a big gun and stand it miles back like its uh, brethren does? I, I think I think the orcs had some involvement in the design of this thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, joking aside, it is a gorgeous model and I want one. Just in universe, it just seems the most ridiculous thing for the uh, Mechanicum to build. <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing how people convert it running forward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, love this thing. Love this thing. Um we also got some news today that Warhammer Community is sharing one episode of Hammer and Bolter on Saturday. It'll only be available for 24 hours from uh, 12 p.m. UK time on Saturday. And you can watch the entirety of Old Bale Eye for free. So that's pretty cool. Obviously, it's not long until Warhammer Plus starts. We've got a week on Wednesday, I think it launches. Yes. So, uh, so yeah, nice little taster there. That might get people in the mood to subscribing. I mean, I think we've all said that we're subscribing anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, I am looking forward to seeing what the animation looks like. So we've not actually seen a full episode. We've seen clips and kind of, I think we've seen like half of an episode of, of something. Uh, the, the Blood Angel Tyranny's one they showed a few minutes of, didn't they? Yeah. But I don't think we've seen any kind of full in-depth look at 
a full episode yet so that'd be really exciting i know a lot of people interested in the animation side and want to see that before they put their money down as well so definitely makes sense from games workshop to show one off yeah definitely and it, i think it's a really fun one as well um because obviously you've got um a key imperial guard character there uh fighting off against the orcs yeah yeah and obviously orcs being the flavor of the month as well yeah that was on armageddon as well wasn't it Mm. oh it's all coming together isn't it so yeah so that looks really exciting um that is it for me for the news but andy i believe you've got a little nugget of news today yeah so i mean hopefully it's news to to people it's news to me certainly and i was i was really excited when i heard about it so a friend of mine wanted to go down to warhammer world and play some games of 40k in about a month's time and i said to him oh it's probably a good idea to book a table so we sorted out the date and he rang up today and spoke to the the staff at warhammer world and asked to book a table for the 18th of september they said that they couldn't take any bookings because they're looking at doing events on that weekend events in september eh? events in september yeah so they said they weren't accepting bookings on the 11th and 12th, 18th and 19th, and 25th and 26th of September for potential events. Now, obviously, we don't know if there are actual events going to happen, because obviously it's quite short notice, or whether or not they're just potentially planning events and maybe it will happen. But obviously... um, yeah, keep an eye out on uh, Warhammer Community and the uh, Warhammer World website because you never know, events might be starting back up at Warhammer World soon. This is why we get Andy on the show. He actually has actual breaking news that we didn't. <laughs> <have>. <laughs> Don't That's expect fun. it every week, though. <laughs> <laughs> that is interesting because I did wonder because they've been talking about getting the feature tables out again as well, and I think really games have been quite cautious because strictly speaking, with the current COVID rules, they could just be like, "Yep, everybody back in, back to normal." So maybe they're just giving it a couple of weeks just to see how it goes, and then, "Yep, everything's fine. Right, we'll gradually bring events back." Yeah, and I don't know about you guys, but I can't wait to get back to Warhammer Wood and start going to events again. As soon as those tickets go on sale, Andy, I'm, I'm buying them. I'm down there. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Excellent stuff. So I think that wraps up this week's news content. Uh, we still have our uh, top three coming up and the community top three. But before all that, we're going to talk a little bit about sprues. So for this week's main segment, uh, we wanted to kind of take a, a brief look back at what we've been up to in the hobby um, since the launch of Tale of Sprues, and also really mainly to, to look forward. So we've actually, we're in a good position at the moment, knowing or at least having a good idea of what's on the horizon in the hobby, potentially leading us up to the end of the year. So uh, it allows us to kind of plan what we want to um, achieve, build, paint, play more of etc so uh, i think this could make for an interesting topic um matt let's start with you uh if you want to kind of run us briefly through what you've been up to uh, in the hobby what what your plans are uh, in the coming weeks and months 
Yeah, well, I've, I've flitted around quite a bit on Taylor Spruce so far. Started off painting a load of Grave Lords and had to take a bit of a break because I was sick of painting zombies. <laughs> I want to go back to them and carry on painting them because I really like the armor. They play really well and the models are gorgeous. But you definitely need a palette cleanser when painting that many models. Um, and then obviously uh, Dominion dropped and I painted all the Stormcast. And then I worked on a bit of a uh, Word Bearers army, uh, the start collecting box, and really enjoyed doing them as well. And then had Kill Team drop, and I painted all the contents of that. So I've been pretty much bouncing from project to project based on what big shiny boxes are coming out. Mm. So that, I think that's probably why I pulled out the Elder Scrolls stuff this weekend, just to paint something a bit different yeah. without any like time constraints. And it's... It's really cool getting stuff early, but I like to have everything painted up, ready to do that day one battle report. We managed to have a a battle using the contents of the new Kill Team box, didn't we, uh, Jay? And it was really fun doing over the the full painted battlefield. Um, But it is is a tough slog doing it in the timescales because you don't get too long from having it uh, delivered to having the, uh, the NDA drop. So, yeah, I think... With the next few weeks being a bit quieter for releases, really the next thing that we're expecting is the Stormcast and the Uruk at um, the end of the month going into September, and obviously the Orcs following that. Really, I've got a couple of weeks free to kind of do what I like. Now, I want to get some more Stormcast painted, so I've got 2,000 points worth of Stormcast ready to do some battles. And then after that, I'm not in any particular urge to rush the Orcs, Um I want to kind of take my time with the beast laggers and do a bit of a 90s scheme to them. I pulled out all my um, my armies over the last week and I've got over 2,000 points of orcs. So when the codex officially drops, I've got a force I can use for battle reports and then gradually add some of the beast laggers and the other fun stuff to it. Um, likewise for the Stormcast, if I can get those core units kind of painted for the battle line, you know, I've got enough models to be able to pull together a 2,000 point army and then I can gradually paint, you know, the dragons and fun stuff. I've got a bit of a, a bit of a backlog of models. I don't really need to go out and buy an entire dragon army in one go as much as I'd love to do that. And mm-hmm. uh, so I think that's really kind of really the focus at the moment. I've got a half of a Gene Stealer Colts army that started off as a Tale of Gamers project. And you found this with the Gene Stealer Cult, Dave. A lot of models doesn't get you many points, does it? It really doesn't, no. So I picked up um, this new start collecting box. I was, I was going to pick up a box of uh, the Neophytes and the, the other hybrids. And for the, if I was buying both of them, I thought, well, I may as well pick up the start collecting and I get a, um, a Ridge Runner as well. Mm. So I can use those to, to build up the the, the genes to the Colts army I've got into a more sizable force we can use on the stream. And the main reason why I bought it, I can do a fun Gene Stealer Colts kill team as well, because yeah. uh, I really enjoyed playing kill team the other day. And that's one of the better ones out of the compendium, just because I've got so many parts in the sprue. And a lot of these new kill team lists are really built around what you can actually build from the box, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, the, um, the Gene Stealer Colts one was very interesting. Uh, arguably as well, the, the actual Nid one was very interesting too, in the options you had there, the Tyranid. So it might be cool to do like a combo, you know, two kill teams alongside each other there. Yeah, well, I have been I have been toying with some Tyranids. The only thing that puts me off, and I know Dave, you've got quite a Tyranid force as well, haven't you? But 
I, I do wonder some of those older kits, the the termagants, the hormigants, arguably even the gene stealers. I think they're potentially viable candidates for new kits in the next gene stealer wave. Yeah, well, we're expecting um, Tyranids to be one of those. Was it the December releases? Yeah. So obviously we, we we got the confirmed releases up to um, the Black Templars and they did say that in December there's going to be two new books, one for Imperium, one for Xenos. Now, solely based on the factions in Octarius, I'm guessing Astra Militarum and Tyranids. Now, obviously, that could be completely wrong. Some people have guessed Custodians and Genes of the Courts. I think based on the imagery, and I'll just point out the images that they've used for those Codex covers, they used for Drakari and uh, Dark Angels back in January. So I wouldn't go on the fact that because it's a gold cover, they've shown that it's Custodians. I think that's just a generic Imperium one. Um, but yeah, Tyranids do. I, I do have a soft spot for the Tyranids. You used I, to have a Tyranid army. <laughs> I did, I did, yeah, I did. I um, I'm say I was going to talk about the Tyranids when it came around to to my go, but I'll mention this at this point. I've I, I too was really excited, thinking that we might see quite a big Tyranid wave. However, I I now have the opposite feeling towards that now because I agree. I think the next Xenos book is going to be Tyranids because we've got what. You know, we've at least got a launch box and a book for the Black Templars. I think we're going to get a fairly chunky wave of new Black Templar stuff. I think, unfortunately, that means um, the following month when we get um, the Imperium book, which we believe is going to be Guard, and the Tyranids book, that we may only get maybe a new character. Um, I think that's going to be it. I don't think we're going to see... I mean, I hope I'm wrong, but I don't think we're going to see, like, redone Termagants or anything like that. Well, see, I don't know, Dave. They've, they've said that we're getting quarterly kill team releases. So by December, that'll be the next quarter. And you could well get a new gene stealer kit, for example, with a lot more options to build gene stealer operatives, for example. Yeah. Well, we'll have to we'll have to wait and see. Um, I mean, I hope so, but uh, I really I really don't know. Um, you just don't know with GW at the moment, but yeah. So, yeah, so that's, so that's what I've been working on, really. Um, I'm no kind of, like, pressure to super hammer out one project. And it might just be I paint a unit and switch to another army and paint a unit and switch to another game and paint a model, which is quite nice to do at the minute, you know, yeah. not having the pressure. Now, obviously, if there's tournaments in September, that might change for <laughs> <Halo> army. <laughs> but um, thankfully, since we've had like a over a year without any tournaments i've got a few armies that i can bring along to one without having to build one for the tournament yeah yeah so yes yeah, so that's me excellent uh andy what about yourself oh uh well where do i begin um let's see last year um i spent most of the year painting up stuff that i had but i'd just been sitting around sort of like collecting dust and what have you and I painted up um, a, a bunch of different armies, um, like Blades of Corn. Um, I painted up about 2,000 points of Blades of Corn, but it was a lot of stuff that was the, the models I had, not necessarily an army that I wanted to play. Um, I also got rid of um, a lot of older models that I like um, used the um, army painted dip on, um, stuff that I'd done like purely with contrast and you know, just 
a lot of models that I wasn't really happy with how I painted with them. So I got I got rid of them. Um, and then what I'd really like to do going forward the rest of this year, rather than start a new army, because I've just finished the Gargans. Um, so like Matt was saying, he, you know, you'd, you'd paint up a few armies during lockdown and stuff. I've painted up the giant. So for me, for the next few Age of Sigma events that I'm going to, I can just use the giant, which obviously gives me the freedom to paint whatever I want for Age of Sigma. And I think going forwards for the rest of the year, it's going to be rather than starting new projects for Age of Sigma, it's going to be just adding stuff to projects that I've already got. Um, so like my ogres, which, you know, hopefully the listeners at home will know uh, or will learn very quickly that I'm a big fan of ogres. Um, but I actually don't have any of the Beast Claw Raider stuff anymore because I got rid of it. So, oh, wow. Yeah, so I'd, I'd like to add a bunch of that sort of stuff going forwards, which, again, you know, you buy two or three of the Beast Claw Raider start collecting boxes, and that's almost a 2,000-point army in its own right. Um, I mentioned McCorn, so I'd like to add a bunch of more stuff to McCorn. Like I haven't got any Bloodthirsters. Um, what? And, yeah, I know. And uh, the, the Mortal stuff is a bit um, lacking, um, especially with the new edition of Age of Sigma coming out. Um, they increase the size of uh, the minimum size of Blood Warriors from 5 to 10. And I've only got the 5 that came in the original Age of Sigma starter set. So, again, I need to add some more Blood Warriors to the army. Um, I've got, like... Um, disciples as each but again i was i wasn't really happy with a lot of the stuff that i painted previously you know, this is going back years ago when disciples as each first came out and i was sort of like trying to speed paint it for events and stuff um so i've, I've gone back over a lot of the, the the disciples as each stuff during lockdown but again i've gotten rid of a lot of the the models and stuff that i just wasn't really happy with so, again, I'd like to go back and, and add some more stuff. And, again, it's only, like, maybe, you know, two units of Acolytes and maybe some Zangles or something like that, you know, just to flush out some more Bowline units. Um, obviously, I've finished off the Gargants, and in all honesty, I don't plan on adding another Gargant to my army <laughs> anytime soon. Um, but I've still got the um, uh, Gloom Spike kits that I bought from Jay about two years ago now, I think it was, something like that. Oh yeah, man, that was a lot. That was, that was at the last club, around. So yeah, 2019, that would have been. Yeah, a, a very long time ago now. So I've got um, some Gloom Spike Get stuff to, to to paint up, but that's it for Age of Sigma. Now, obviously, joining the podcast, I need to branch out and get some stuff painted up for other game systems and stuff. And obviously, the big one I'm looking at is 40k. Um, now I've got Adeptus Custodes, but I've only got about 1,800 points, so they're almost done to 2,000 points, almost. Um, but I'd like to add like one more unit to to that, just to get it up to that 2,000 points, so that when events do start back up again, I've got an army that I can use. Um, now I've written down, this is how prepared I am. I've got a little little note that says for 40k future projects, anything chaos. <laughs> now I'm a I'm a big fan of Chaos Space Marines, a big fan of Death Guard, and obviously with the the recent release of the Thousand Sons as well, going through the Codex, I'm absolutely loving them. I think they're an awesome army, and if you want to do a Psyker army, 
and you play Chaos with Thousand Sons are definitely an interesting army. Um, but after that, with 40k, like I said, I want to get one army for 40k done to 2,000 points, and then I can have that same sort of mentality I've got with Age of Sigmar, where I can just build and paint whatever I want. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, being part of the Purple Sparkly Unicorns, a lot of our sort of like one-day events and um, just like club games and stuff that we play are are only at a thousand points. So looking at 40k, I'd like to get a, a 2,000 point army done, but then I can just do a little 1,000 point project here and there. Um, yeah. And then last year, I started um, again, you know, painting up models I had rather than buying new models. Um, I painted up a lot of Middle Earth stuff that I had. Um, so I had the Battle of Rapport, uh, Battle for Pelennor Fields. Um, so built and painted all of that, with the exception of the 12 Riders of Rohan, which unfortunately are still sat in the um, case, sort of bare plastic. Um, but I've written down, I'd like to paint up some more Middle Earth stuff, um, specifically Eastlings. Now we know um, for Middle Earth, there's the um, Erebor supplement mm. that hopefully is coming this year. They kind of hinted at it a little bit. Yeah, I'd have thought so. They've, you know, they've had a few kits released for that kind of wave now, haven't they? So uh, they there tend is a, to quarterly releases for those things, don't they? Yeah, there is a gap in the 40k codex um, sort of forward plan as well. So perhaps, uh, you know, have a month. So maybe you might see some specialist games in that month. Well, that's the point. We've got the you know, Necromunda, we've got the Titanicus, the new Titan coming out. So that's not a bad slot for the, the Lord of the Rings supplement. I kind of hope that there's some plastic kits coming with that as well. Yeah, I mean, again, looking at like the Riders of Rohan, the, the, the kit was out when I first got into a hobby almost 20 years ago now. So seeing something like that replaced would be would be awesome. Um but last year when I was on, I did some night shifts with work and I <laughs> I got an impulse buy to buy a box of Eastlings and I painted them up. They're all done. Happy days. Um, but again, I'd like to flush that out. I'd like to get some of the Eastling commanders, you know, the um, special character and some of the cavalry and stuff so that when that supplement does come out, obviously, you know, we've got an Eastling army. Um and then the only other thing that I've really written down is things like Warcry, Kill Team, just painting up some, like you said, little palette cleansers in between mm. bigger projects. But for for me, I'm looking at, you know, next few months, um, I just want to tick off as many hobby resolutions as I possibly can. And the big one for me is painting up another 2,000-point army. So I want to get my Bone Reapers done, which I was eyeing up Nagash the other day because I'm like, well, he, he he's almost a thousand points. <laughs> and add that to the thousand points I've already painted, 2000 points. So, yeah, I, I, I've got a lot of hobby plans for the, for the rest of the year. But, yeah, only time will tell to see how much I actually get done. Yeah, you sound like you've got a very busy few months ahead. <laughs> and I like the fact that um, before we started recording this section, you mentioned about, oh, you know, if Maggotkin of Nurgle get um, a new book 
uh, in a couple of months, you know, I'll be back on those as well. You didn't even mention those in that no. whole wrap up. <laughs> well, I've got about three or four things that I haven't mentioned, like so like grave lords, like Matt mentioned painting up the zombies and stuff. Yeah, I'd love to do a Soulbike Gravelord army as well. But, yeah, time allowing, you know. Excellent. Uh, Jay, how about yourself? What 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 what, what have you been up to and what, what are your plans for the rest of the year? Well, I, I, I had... I, I've done a lot of Lumineth this year. I've painted... I must have... Let me have a look. It's all in front of me here. I must have about... Oof, 2,000 points-ish nearly painted of Lumineth now. Maybe a bit more, actually, the 2,000 points. Um, but I've still got a couple of key units that I need to finish off to make it into a proper playable army at 2,000 points. So I can, I can, I've got a bit of variety at 1,000, but to make it 2,000, I need to add a couple more um, units of infantry. So I do want to really get the Lumineth done. And I think I'm going to be taking the Lumineth to the Purple Sparkle Unicorns event in September. Um, so before then, I want to get some Swordmasters painted, a few more Alarif Stone Guard painted and another unit of archers painted if I can to round out the army. Um, so that's that's probably number one priority. Um, the second thing, like I mentioned on the hobby roundup, is the Grey Knights. So I'm trying to get the Grey Knights to 2,000 points. Now, luckily, I don't think the Grey Knights are going to take me very long to get to 2,000 points. They're really, really quick to paint. As we've been recording this podcast, I've almost got two new heroes finished. So oh, wow. um, they're really easy to paint. Um and then going for the rest of the year, then um, we've got the dragons, Stormcast dragons coming in the dragon army. But I think that's going to be a bit of a labor of love because I want to do a lot of conversions on them to make them like realm of life type dragons. So I will be working on them this year, but I don't, there's no chance I'll have 2000 points of Stormcast painted this year. It's just not going to be possible for me. So they're going to be my sort of palette cleanser working on them in between other things. We've got a Black Templar release, which I didn't know I really wanted to collect a Black Templar army until I found out the Black Templars <laughs> were getting a new release. Uh, and I'm I'm really, really excited about the Black Templars. So I'll definitely be picking up Black Templars. And I like to paint armies in 1,000-point chunks. I think 1,000-point aim for a 1,000-point army. You can get some decent battles in with 1,000 points. And then, that, then you can take the foot off the pedal a little bit and then focus on your next 500 points, focus on some key characters or key units that you want to add to that 1,000 points and just grow to 2,000 points sort of gradually. So it'll be 1,000 points of Black Templars in one go and then add in to get to 2,000 points after that. Um, so that's the 40k in Age of Sigma covered this year, I think. It's going to be Lumen F, Grey Knights quickly, then Black Templars. Um, but there are whispers on the grapevine that we're going to be getting some sort of Horus Heresy box set this year. And at the beginning of the year, my plan was to get a 2,000-point Blood Angels army ready for battle by the end of the year. Uh, now, I've got a lot of Blood Angels painted. I, I sort of hammered them initially and then got a bit burnt out by them and put them down. Um, I really need to go back and add the basic troops. There were no plastic assault marines at the time. We don't know if we're going to get plastic assault marines coming forward either, but it would be nice if we did to add to the Blood Angels. So I can see myself painting some more Blood Angels before the year's out as well, especially if we get that Horus Heresy box. Um, and that's that's pretty much just, they're, they're the sort of dead certs that I know I'm going to be working on. There's a couple of things that I would like to work on it if I get a chance. I've had this Infinity Military Orders box. Uh, I've built all the models. They've been sitting next to me now for months. I really want to get some paint on them if I get an opportunity to. Uh, in front of me, Andy was just talking about Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. I've got the... Um, uh, the, the the two dwarf characters they released, King Day and Ironfoot and Four and Third Stonehell. Matt bought me them for my birthday. 
Um, and if there's some new Hobbit army, dwarf army coming out as well, I, I can see myself picking those up to paint as well. Um, it's just whether I can fit that in in with the rest of the schedule. Um, <laughs> so that's it, really. I mean, I really enjoyed the Kill Team game we had more than I mm. thought I would enjoy it. Um, now, there's, I don't really want to paint anything up, especially for Kill Team. I'm quite happy. I've got Harquins I can use in Kill Team. I've got my Custodies I can use in Kill Team. Grey Knights look really interesting, Kill Team, with their psychic powers. They've got a lot of unique loadouts on each individual Grey Knight, so they look like a fun army to use in Kill Team as well. Um, so I don't need to rush out and pick up a box to, to, to paint for them. Um, Black Templars, it'll be interesting to see what they do with the Black Templars and how they integrate them with Kill Team. Will we have to wait for a quarterly Kill Team release, or will Games Workshop release via Warhammer Community or White Dwarf some Black Templar Kill Team roster? They're not in the compendium. Black Templars are missing from the compendium. So, you know, take that as you will. I'm not sure what that means. Um, yeah, but... I'd, I'd, I'd kind of like to see, you know, a, a kill team page in future codexes. Somehow, I think it's going to be a case of getting that quarters kill team, uh, sorry, kill, uh, getting that quarters kill team released to get all of the factions that have been released recently, which would be a little bit frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so so that that's that's me. So I, I, I talked about a lot there. Really, finish off the Lumineth, finish off the Grey Knights, finish off the Blood Angels if I can, and start a Black Templar army is pretty much it. In between that, paint some Infinity, work on some dragons. Excellent. Yeah, it sounds like some really fun projects there, Jake. Um, it is really good when would... you get excited about a project, I think. Sometimes, yeah. like, I mean, Matt's mentioned there where Matt's had to paint up a lot of stuff because for reviews and things like that. And Matt enjoys doing that and he does a great job with it. But sometimes it's nice to have a, a project that you're really sort of into for personal reasons. You know, like, I mean, Matt, you're a massive demon fan. If there was a demon codex announced next week, it wouldn't feel like hard work for you to go out and start painting a lot of demons. It's like your passion, isn't it, Chaos? Yeah, exactly, yeah. So it is nice to have... Like the Grey Knights have been like that for me. I've really enjoyed them. I'm really into the background. I'm really into the lore. Blood Angels, my favourite Legion. Um, and it's nice to have those sort of projects where, and Lumineth as well. I, I, you know, I, I don't think I would have stuck with an army as long as I've stuck with the Lumineth if I wasn't passionate about elves and really love that sort of army as a, a, a as a whole, the background, the lore, the stories, and the the, the army itself. So. Excellent. Yeah, there are some really uh, really good projects in uh, in that little list. Uh, and I guess that leaves um, the remainder of the section to, to, to myself. So I have bounced around between a lot of kind of projects this year. Um, although I've really enjoyed painting the new Cruel Boys and expanding my Orokami. Um, I've also got... So, yeah, there's not really much point me talking about what, what, what I've kind of been painting um, this year so far. Because, you know, I added a few units to the Mechanicus. I've done other bits and pieces, added a few units to the Death Guard. Um, like you, Jay, when the New Thousand Sons book landed, I did not think... I'd always been tempted to pick up the 40k models, but um, it was just like there in kind of the back of my mind. I had obviously got this large Horus Heresy army, which I've had quite a few games with in, in 40k, and that's been absolutely fine. Then this book landed, and I did the review... And suddenly now I'm like, this army is amazing. So my next 40k army was going to be the Astra Militarum because I've always fancied. I, I remember, it. yeah. I, I've always fancied an Imperial Guard army, and that that has not changed. Like, 
I, I know when the new book comes out for those, I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to pick that back up again. But right now, especially after our game the other day, all I want to do is paint Thousand Suns. Um, I, I really can't wait to build the contents of Hexfire. Um, can't wait to get hold of the start collecting box. You know, add Araman on disc. Oh, the combat um, control rubrics. Yeah. yeah, that'll give me um a full unit of twenty Zangors as well. So, um, I'm really really excited to to do those. Um, yeah, are you like me. I want to like try different armies and stuff. I'm like been flicking through the Grey Knights Codex. I can't remember the last time I picked up. In fact, the last book it was the Luminous Battletone was the last book I picked up every night, flicking through cover to cover, reading all this lore snippets. I must have read about. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I've been exactly the same. I've been it, the, the Thousand Suns book has pretty much been living in my work bag because I've been flicking through it on my dinner. Um, because there just seems to be something new or, uh, you know, and I've I've been looking on the the Facebook kind of groups for the Thousand Suns, looking at conversions of exalted sorcerers and stuff. Um, I've been really, really nice. It's, it's good I, to get. I had yeah, but I had no like, no, I didn't think this book was going to have that kind of. Uh, effect on me um but it, it really has more so than anything else so i'm really looking forward to, to building those 40k kits also i think it's going to really push my painting because let's be honest they, they're very intricate aren't they the, the oh, thousand yeah. suns um and i think that's going to be a challenge for me but that that doesn't feel too daunting at the moment uh we'll see when i paint my first rubric marine um how i'm feeling then but um I feel with what I've learned so far with contrast and um, stuff like that, that I can do a good job on them, I think. Um, so it should be an interesting um, 40k on me. So that's going to be my, my focus for 40k um, is getting um, those up to at least at least a thousand points. In, in I think that's a good new... target to aim yeah. for. And then, you know, maybe expand it to 2k. Obviously, I've already got Magnus, um, the 40k version. So he's a big chunk of points like you were saying andy with the gash he kind of fills a big cap um to push you up to 2k um age of sigmar is a really interesting one so i i'm very 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 slowly painting my initial my initial path to glory uh, army of skaven which i have really really enjoyed but i've i've kind of been doing a little bit more on them than doing something else and then going back to them so i've still not quite finished them i've got a lot of skaven built ready to paint you know i've got loads of storm vermin i've got loads of clan rats it feels like the skaven are very much going to be a very slow process in getting them ready um and i think what i will have to do and i think this is an, an interesting um subject is i think what i'll need to do even if they're not painted i think over the coming months maybe weeks i need to have a game with them um i was so literally we'll... just about to say that i yeah. think once you start playing games with an army you you tend to get that little bit more motivated i mean i used to go to a gaming club and what I would do is I'd put one colour down on the whole force and then mm. every week I would just do, you know, an extra colour, an extra little bit here and there and eventually, you know, got it got it painted. I think if you play games, you know, you're motivated to paint it, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. I think what's because I, I love the Skaven. It's it's a really great battle tome. I know it's not the most competitive, but it's an army that I've wanted to do for ages. I think what um I don't I don't know how to word this, but you've got stuff like so we've got the Oric War Clans and the Stormcast book on the horizon. The Oric War Clans, I, I've got a massive big war army. And I think even without seeing the book, 
I think that's where my heart is set on a big mix Oruk army, which I already have. So I, I, I've got 10 gut rippers that I need to paint. Um, and then obviously when the new stuff lands, you know, I'm going to have to pick up at least one of those massive crossbow um, guys. Um, I'm going to have to pick up the voice of uh, Mort. Can't remember his actual name on the big uh, vulture. Um, they, they are absolute definites. Um, and I've still got the contents of um, the Stormcast from Dominion. Um, I really like the Stonecast, and I've already got quite a large Celestial Vindicator uh, army. It almost feels like, though, because I'm going to be painting these still as, as Celestial Vindicators, but in a slightly different way using contrast. So it almost feels like I'm hitting the restart button a little bit on the Stonecast, and I'm very excited for that. Um, and obviously I'm very excited for the dragons. Um, but that that kind of feels like a really, really, really big project, and I don't know when I'm going to start it. Um it won't be when the Suncast book lands, I don't think. I think it'll be once I've done those Oruk units. I think that's where my heart really lies at the moment, uh, is getting those new Oruk units um, so we can start playing them uh, on, the, on the stream with like the newer stuff. Uh, and then maybe Stormcast going into next year, maybe I finally get the contents of Dominion painted and start picking up some dragons. Uh, and those uh, Ranger-type guys, really excited to get those. Um there's there's lots of cool new stuff coming for the Stonecast. Um, really can't wait for those. Um, so Age of Sigmar is 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 kind of yeah. I think I'm going to be very busy with that part of the hobby. Um, and I'm not going to lie, like with this current love of Thousand Suns, um, I I wouldn't be lying if I haven't been thinking about Disciples of Zeech as well. But that's a completely new Ooh. army, and I don't think I don't think that can be anytime soon because you know i've got the skaven i've got the stormcast i've got oric reinforcements i think it would be dangerous to then start a zeech army you could get a zeech army paint up pretty quick with contrast though oh well you could and i, I would <laughs> i would i would i would hopefully have 20 zangors um in the next few weeks painted as well for uh my thousand sons and they just would you know happily slip into a age of sigmar army Two oh, armies in one, yeah, yeah. So uh, that'd be cool. That's another demon army you can use in 40k as well. Yeah, we yeah. Can, the Grey Knights will see some uh, work. It looks like they're going to be busy for the next year. The Grey Knights. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll 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 have to wait and see on that one. And you know, I, you've obviously got all this other new stuff that's coming out before the end of the year, like Horus Heresy. I don't know. I don't know with that. I don't know if if my heart's really set on. Um, the thing is, you haven't box. read the books, have you, really? So like, I, I'm behind, yeah. Yeah, and like some of the recent battles, I mean, you pick up what the, the latest book and all you want to do is play Horus Heresy. It's just mm. so cool just to relive that sort of narrative. Mm. Um, and But you don't have that because you, you don't – you just hear secondhand from like me and Matt talking about it. That's true. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Hmm. We'll see. Maybe when that box gets revealed, maybe that'll – that'll tempt me um but yeah i think i think that's it for me um i think it's gonna be very age of sigma focus with a big dollop of um thousand suns in the in the in the middle um so yeah i think i think that's that's gonna be me going up to the end of the year 
Uh, I think that's been a, a fun little roundup of our, yeah. our hobby so far, hasn't it? Um, it'd be interesting to to listen back at the end of the year and see what we did actually end up doing. Um, it's always fun, and obviously we've got our hobby resolutions which we set out um, at the beginning of the year. Can't even remember what mine are now. Um, <laughs> so um, we'll, we'll see how that goes when it comes to the end of the year's episode. Right, we we are getting towards uh, the twilight of the podcast, but we do have the top three coming up next. So with Kill Team uh, up for pre-order, the new version, uh, we wanted to talk about on this week's top three Kill Teams we'd like to see added to the to the game, whether it be brand new kits or uh, existing kits of new upgrades stuff like that and um, so i think it could be a very interesting one and um, we have also got the community top three picks which we'll be reading out in the next and final segment some very interesting choices in there as well so keep listening for those and um, i'm going to start us off this week with my third choice um and i feel this is a bit of a no-brainer so i think one of the the best kind of kill teams at the moment and um, that, that you could build based on the options that are on the sprues is the uh, death watch veterans that's not my third choice. My third choice is a Primaris um, Death Watch veteran um, kill team because at the moment you you've basically got intercessors with your different bolt rifles or your assault intercessors. You can kind of mix squads and stuff, but I, I would like to see a proper veterans brew for Primaris Death Watch with like all your your Death Watch kind of items that you get on the normal size Space Marines. So like your Thunder Hammers, your um, Infernal uh, Heavy Bolters, your Frag Cannons, stuff like that. I think that would be really, really cool. And it would suit Kill Team. Yeah, well, you say you can mix squads up, actually, Dave. The Space Marines, uh, in my opinion, from reading through the Compendium, are one of the most boring. Uh, with the exception of the Death Watch Kill Team, the Scout Kill Team, and the um, Tactical Kill Team, the, yeah. the rest of it, like you say, you're a bit restricted. You know, if you take a heavy intercessor kill team, all you've got is heavy intercessors with those yeah. bolt rifles. That is it. Yeah. Your sergeant really is the only thing that brings the flexibility to the army where you can take a bit of melee weapons, but it's just one model. Yeah. Um, when you compare to some of the other kill teams, especially the two, I mean, the the the, the, uh, the best kill teams are the two in the Octarius box set. So, yeah, a Primaris Death Watch. And like you say, that's a good opportunity to add a bit more Primaris variety to the main 40k faction as well. Yeah, absolutely. Because if I played Death Watch in Kill Team, it would be the classic Marines, not Primaris, because of those options that, that you can take. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I would like to see a Primaris Death Watch veteran sprue, a proper veteran sprue uh, at some point in the future. Uh, Jay, what is your third choice? Uh, my third choice well, is quite similar to you, actually, Dave. Um, so uh, it, uh, it's on the Ultramarine side. So the Ultramarines have a unit in the Codex, which is the old... Um, Resin Finecast models now, they're old metal models, and it was the uh, t- Tyrannic um, uh, Veterans. The Tyrannic, yeah. Yeah, Tyrannic Veterans. Tyrannic that was it. Veterans, yeah. War Veterans, yeah. So these were basically Ultramarines who were, you know, strict um, followers of the Codex Astartes, um, but they realised, they've got like pragmatism, they realised that when they first encountered the Tyrannids and fought the Tyrannids and suffered horrendous losses to the Tyrannids, but eventually was victorious, that they needed some flexibility in that Codex Astarte. So there was this unit called the Tyrannic War Veterans, and they were basically specialised Nid Hunters and Nid Killers. And they used to, the models were really interesting. There were, were models with bionic scars down the faces where they've had all the bioplasma in the face, but they were 
you know, they they basically seconded them. Yeah, seconded the right word is it to different chapters to teach them how to fight Tyranids as well. Um, and I think Kill Team would be a great opportunity to one modernize that kit, make it primaries, just like you want to do with a Death Watch, and add them back to an Ultramarine supplement potentially in the Ninth Edition Ultramarine supplement. Um, but also you get a lot of variety in that squad. So basically they're in effect a, a Death Watch Kill Team, but they're, they're comprised completely of Ultramarines. Um, and I think they would make a great kill team. And in the setting we've got, Octarius, um, the Orcs, the Nids, you know, potentially we might see it. Yeah, I think that's a really that's a really strong shout. Uh, good choice. Uh, Andy, what is your third choice? So my third choice is a Tau Empire one. But as we all know, it's not the Fire Warriors that win games. It's not the Vehicles. It's not even the battle suits that win games for the town. It is the humble drones. <laughs> so I, w- I would love it if they had a kill team that was made almost entirely of drones. Obviously, you'd need a drone controller to operate all of those drones. But when you look at the game of 40k, you look at the tower, you've got your humble gun drone, you've got a shield drone, you've got the sniper drone. The, the range of possibility for different types of drones, especially in Kill Team, is absolutely phenomenal. You know, you could have a drone that's hiding in the water, sort of like just appearing up. You could have another drone that is pretending to be dead on the floor, but suddenly <laughs> activates and comes to life. You could even have another drone that's just flying through a pipe and just coming out, sneak attack, you know. Pipe drones. Pipe drones, exactly. So, yeah, I, I, I think a bit of a silly one, but I, I'd love to see some uh, a Tau kill team built up of pure drones. The thing is, I can see Tau actually using drones for their spec ops missions rather than sending guys. Yeah. Well, it's just safer. <laughs> exactly. They don't even get close to anybody. In the in the compendium, the, the Tau kill team actually is quite... It, it, it probably has the most options. So you can take a Fire Warrior kill team, a Pathfinder kill team, and a Stealth Suit kill team. I think you can take... Sorry, Fire teams in your kill team. You can take two of any combination of those Fire teams in your kill team to make your kill team. Um, but you get the option of swapping out one of the... Um, I can't remember if it's a Shazuis or whatever. The, the space the Sergeant model from each of those Fire teams for a drone. And, Andy, yeah, you can choose any of those drones you mentioned. Gun drones, marker drones, shield drones, guardian drones, pulse accelerator drones. I didn't see any pipe drones. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And they have have all the cool rules that they get in the Tau Codex. So they get savior protocols so they can basically take shots for that, you know, that would aimed at a fire at Tau. Um, They get um, the marker light rule as well. Um, They can't take or pick up any objectives they have that that you know they're, they're basically just flying around giving their buffs and unique actions and then taking hits for for fire warriors. but you could yeah you could have like a, a an ai sort of kill team that's just controlling all the drones in like a drone net mm. yeah that'd be that'd be very cool need to Especially... convert up then make, make it happen yeah. <laughs> excellent uh matt what is your third choice well my, my, mine comes with a bit of an intro so sit, sit yourselves down at the dawn of the Indomitus Crusade, a squat commando unit was sent to prison by a military court for a crime they didn't commit. These squats promptly escaped from a maximum security stockade into the Necromunda underground, 
today, still wanted by the Imperium. They survive the soldiers of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help you, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire the A-team. A-team, of course, standing for the Abhuman team. A squat, black ops, special operation force. They'd be really cool. They'd be like the, the demolitions guy. They'd be the guy who, he ain't getting on no plane. It'd be amazing. Oh, can you just imagine it? All, all of these different squats modelled after, like, maybe with a bit of an 80s action theme to them. So heavily Matt's inspired won. by the, uh, you know, the Necromunda squats that we've had as well. It'd be brilliant. I'd buy so, them all and make an army out of them. So Matt's won the top three then? That's just my number three, Dave. That's just my number three. It, get, it goes crazier from here. That's a really good idea. And I could definitely see Games Workshop doing something like that now. Uh, 100%. That'd be so much fun. That'd be so good. Such a good idea, Matt. You should definitely write into GW with that one. Um, Brilliant. Really, really good choice. Um, We're round to our second choices. Uh, So my second choice uh, is actually a box that I've not got too far away from me. Um, And it almost seems purpose built for something like Kill Team. And that's Gaunt's Ghost. Yes. Yeah. So um, obviously... The only downside to it is you you wouldn't have much in the way of variety, which is one of the the best things about Kill Team. However, just the makeup of the unit itself would just lend itself perfectly. Um, So I'm not going to say it's a given that we should get rules for Corn's Case, but I I definitely think we should. Um, Don't you? I think they'd have lots of variety. I think they'd Kill Team. I think the variety that you want in a Kill Team is different models, not necessarily... Your, your, your army look different compared to another one because the makeup of that team is essentially a kill team anyway. It's basically my A-team squat idea, but sensible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, we'll have to wait and see, but I hope so. Because that, that would... I mean, I, I bought them because um, obviously I was going to do my uh, my uh, Imperial Guard army, but I'd, I'd love a reason to get these built and painted and kill team would be the perfect answer to that. 100%. Uh, who was second? I believe it was you, Andy. What was your second choice? Uh, so my second choice, similar to Jay's tyrannic war veterans, mine comes from McCrag, and that is the Ultrines from the Space Marine game. Oh, yeah. Now, we all know that, unfortunately, spoilers, one of those Space Marines didn't quite make it out of that game. So, obviously, there's room for replacements. <laughs> like Carmine. Yeah, like Carmine. There's always another one to take his place. <laughs> but, yeah, play, playing through that game, you, you only had three Space Marines, and they were basically taking on a whole Orc army. But every battle, every sort of level, felt that you were fighting against almost like a kill team in the sense that you you might fight against 20 or 30 orcs but of course 200 orcs aren't a match for a space marine in a space marine game and i think even bringing that to a kill team would make space marines feel like space marines in some ways should like they could take on a whole army just by themselves and obviously everyone loves ultramarines with some small exceptions, myself included. Um, but yeah, seeing seeing the Space Marines from the Space Marine game in the tabletop, playing Kill Team, 
And even you could even have a campaign that's set around the events of the game. Mm. And and for me, that would be super exciting. Yeah, that's a really good idea. They really used to, uh, yeah, it was a good game. They used to have a thing, a concept called movie marines, where the marines in the background of the fluff, and they're, you know, they're different than the marines you get on the table. You know, where you're told in the stories like a squad of space marines can pacify a city. But on a battlefield of 40k, you know, a squad of space marines dies to a squad of termagants. Um, but they, I'm sure in a white dwarf years back, they did some movie marine rules, which sort of simulated that space marine superhuman warrior wading through hordes of enemy xenos. Um, if, in the um, compendium, the kill teams we've got, I think the closest it comes to that are the custodians. The custodians are beasts, so you get two of them in a fire team. They've got more wounds between those two than most fire teams have completely, total. Um, they get loads of action points. They get tons of cool tactical poise, which basically makes them immune to critical damage, lets them fight and shoot twice in a turn. Um, you get the Overwatch mechanic in kill team, which lets uh, smaller, smaller kill teams get more chances to shoot against larger kill teams when they start losing activations um so yeah maybe maybe you could just use the custodian kill team but paint your custodians blue <laughs> pretend they're ultramarines oh yeah yeah that's not a bad shot but yeah that's my second choice excellent jay what is your second choice my second choice is i had a couple of things for my second choice um but this was the one I settled on. Um, and the Eldar, for a long time, we had the Dark Eldar, we had the Craftworld Eldar, we had the Harlequins, and we had the Exodites. And they that that, that has been your four flavor. Oh, and the Eldar Corsairs as well, the Eldar Pirates. They, they've been the only Eldar we've ever known. They've always had Aspect Warriors and Phoenix Lords and Elder Guardians. Um, the Harlequins have always lived in the webway. Um, the Exodites have always lived on far-flung Eldar maiden worlds, uh, and and that has been it. Recently, the El, uh, you know, the Eldar, they, they, their their background has always been set. You know, the fall of the Eldar, they were galaxy-spanning empire, and now they're in decline. That they're becoming extinct, uh, and that was it. The narrative was never really pushed forward until we got to the Gathering Storm, where you need the the Eldar god of death is is sort of partially awoken, and now you've got this new faction of Eldar that sort of links them all together, this this death-worshipping Yanid faction or need faction, I don't know how you say it the Inari basically And um, but we've we've not had any apart from the um, Avatar model and the um, the two characters the the sort of um, prophets of, of, of Yanari we've not had any models or any future sort of rules or, or um, uh, releases or you know, it's sort of gone a bit stale again I'd like to see them use Kill Team to sort of add some special Inari models to the Eldar range. Um, you know, maybe some Inari priests or some Inari bodyguards or cultists or something like that. A new spin that's not an Aspect Warrior or a Dark Eldar Warrior. Um, then, you you know, they don't have to make it into a fully fledged army then. They can just focus it on nine or ten models um, that you can then use in Warhammer 40k in your Eldar armies, your Dark Eldar armies. Um um, maybe Kill Team is is the right sort of vehicle for them to use to to refresh the Eldar line. You know, not to go off on a rant, but one of the most frustrating things I think in the in the I say recent, it's not really recent anymore. Warhammer 40k lore is the arrival of the Inari and subsequent like full and off quiet. the face of the earth. I mean, yeah. it it must be it's so frustrating that they introduce this big 
new Eldar element and then do nothing with it. No, and they've had time. You know, it's, it was a long time since we had the Gathering Storm, and it was quite an interesting sort of story out for them. One of the craft worlds was fractured. You've got parts of the Eldar who think this new god is an upst- you know, it's it's not real, and it, you know they they shouldn't be following or worshiping this deity. And then you've got the Eldar that believe it's the only hope for the Eldar race. Um, now, you know, we've had the Dark Eldar Codex. There was not any mention of the Anari in the Dark Eldar Codex. We've not had a craft world codex for ninth edition. The craft world army and range arguably is probably one of them. It's up there with the the 40k armies that that deserve a refresh, really. So maybe when they finally get around to the craft world, they'll they'll do something else with the Inari. But it always felt separate from the craft world and separate from the Jukari, almost like it should have its own codex. And I'm but I'm not sure whether it it's 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 an army that you can build of Inari. If you know what I mean, I don't. They'll not have their own vehicles or their own you know elite troop i don't know so maybe a kill team is the best place for it yeah it's a really good idea really good shout uh matt what is your second choice well on the eldari theme i thought that corsairs make an amazing kill team now i've talked in the past about having maybe a corsair gang in necromunda and i think the concept would work quite well for kill team as well you might have to look at it through a different lens they're maybe not uh special ops kind of unit they are more eldar pirates and you have various piratey tropes through an eldar lens so you'd have like your swashbuckling guy you'd have your guy with pistols you'd have some awesome like swooping hawk style guy going down you could have a load of different flavors of um some of the stuff that we don't see from the craft world eldar and some like wacky technology and different bits while not as outright evil let's say is the drakari i think it'd be a really nice place to have them in equally if that unit is then legal to take in any eldari force as well yeah it's like a different elite unit that isn't an aspect warrior Mm. there's There's some um, different elements to it yeah there's some there's some ace artwork for the eldar corsairs and yeah they have that unique sort of each each operative is their own sort of you know unique sort of brings their own unique skill set to a kill team they definitely fit into kill team i think plus you'd be able to bring uh crab nos into the 41st millennium this is it yeah <laughs> not good on the top of him yeah. <laughs> excellent we are round to our top choices and for my top choice uh, i think this is an absolute no-brainer and i would be all over this what would be cooler than having an Inquisitor with his retinue going through Kill Team? That would open the door to some really fun kits. I mean, it'd be fun to convert <laughs> a retinue for an Inquisitor for Kill Team, but imagine if they did an actual plastic kit where you could build these, you know, they'd have like a similar kind of armor, but you'd have all this like wacky Xenos potentially um, uh, weaponry. A mix of Imperium weaponry. They'd look really unique. Um, you'd obviously have a badass Inquisitor leading them. I'd love to see the Inquisition and Kill team. Yeah, it, 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 that's another sort of um, 40k sort of uh, faction that Kill team would be great sort of vehicle to because you in the old Demon Hunters and Witch Hunters codexes, you used to be able to make like Inquisitorial retinues if you remember with Crusaders, Death Cult Assassins, Imperial. Yeah inquisitorial stormtroopers that they'd uh, requisitioned in their own rhinos and you had the different puritan and radical inquisitors and things um and and that disappeared you can't do that anymore so yeah, yeah that would 
in the current rules, you can have acolytes, which are basically they're basically guardsmen that you can equip with different weapons. Um, you can't build a retinue like you used to be able to. You can still take like a Jakara weaponsmith, but he's just like an independent character. Um, so yeah, it would be cool to be able to do that again, and, and Kill Team seems the best place for it. Uh, Andy, what is your top choice? So my top choice is the the best way I can describe it is they the entire faction is <laughs> one big kill team. And now I've I've been really feeling the Polter Chaos recently. I've been fucking through a lot of Chaos Codexes and Women and Nora and about them. But there's one of those factions that I think fits into Kill Team perfectly, and that's the Alpha Legion. Now, the Alpha Legion, for those who don't know, they are basically sneaky, sneaky. They like destabilizing planets by killing governors. You know, they, they don't really fight mass scale battles. They prefer to do it cloak and daggery sort of style. And that is Kill Team in a nutshell. So for me, I would love to see an Alpha Legion Kill Team. And even if they did it so that I think on Twitter, someone's managed to do um, a conversion on models where it's got a space marine sort of morphing into an alpha legion. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, I, I can't remember who's done it, but whoever's done it, you know, if I was wearing a hat, I'd top my hat to you now. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to be able to see something like that in kill team format where you have maybe six or seven, you know, if at chaos space marines, all doing a particular role or doing a particular job. That's all they need to win a, a massive scale war, just one small kill team. And yeah, but, but, but judging by the narrative and stuff I've heard from Alpha Legion, they sound terrifying as well. So being able to see that in a kill team, I think would just make me, I'd, I'd love it. I'd absolutely love it. I think you spawn. I think they'd be, they'd be a great, uh, narrative kill team. I think that'd be really fun. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, Jay, what is your top choice? Well, my top tw- choice is a, a quite um, um, top call at the moment, and um, it would be a Black Templar kill team. Um, so the Black Templars um, probably wouldn't suffer from the same sort of um, sort of linear kill team fight teams that the current space marines suffer from wherever you know you've got like you say a unit that's just equipped bolt rifles uh, where the black Simples have been able to mix sort of um um sort of troop types in the same squad um so initiates and neophytes and things like that um so you could have a, a mixture of um uh, melee armed um crusaders uh, with your traditional bolt gun armed um templars um and then the variety of the sergeants as well uh, and potentially with a, a chaplain leading them um, when we eventually get the, um, if we eventually get, I assume we will, the uh, it was the elite expansion that added like character models to your kill teams as well. Yeah. Now I wonder, I do wonder if that is a way they'll go with this one or they'll keep it on the kind of squad based stuff maybe. Yeah, it does work quite well. The game we had, I mean, you had your boss knob, didn't you, and your squad sergeant, and they they had unique abilities and unique actions. Do you really need character type units in there? Maybe not. Mm. Interesting, interesting thought. Um, 
yeah, it'd be interesting to see what they, they do with that element of the Black Templars. Uh, and we're round to our final top choice. So, Matt, what is yours? Well, the uh, Possessed for the uh, Chaos Beast Marines are looking a little bit long in the tooth now, aren't they? <laughs> and, you know, I've been painting some word bearers recently. So what about a Galvabrock kill team? So essentially, they're basically possessed, but they're really big, awesome possessed, kind of inspired by the Forge World ones with different mutations to represent different skills that they can do. So you'd have a more obliterator style possessed with a kind of chaotic gun. And you could have like a stealth possessed who can turn invisible, <laughs> maybe one with wings that can do kind of aerial shenanigans. I think it, it, not only would it be a really good excuse to update that possessed kit, giving you lots of new options, but I think you could do some really fun stuff with your operatives in that kill team too. Yeah, yeah. I fully, I fully endorse that idea. <laughs> they'll be, uh, they'll be on par with custodians at power level. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be uh, a great chance to um, to bring a uh, like a a multi part great possessed kit out because I think they're really great models. Yeah, they are. They are. Oh. And you could you have those as part of the kill team, couldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. From um, from the um, what was the box set called? Shadow Spear, was it? Mm. Yeah. 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 They are nice models. Yeah, that'd, that'd be, that's a really good shout. Uh, to be honest, I think they're all really good ideas. I think Matt, you still won with those squats, though. Uh, I think it was, I think it was your little, your little introduction. I'd love to see like a little Torox painted black with um, the yeah. sort of A2 tripod <laughs> yeah. side. I think that'd be absolutely um, spot on. Uh, so that's our top three choices. We do have one final segment of this week's podcast left. It is the community top three, and that's coming up next. It is time to wrap up this week's podcast with the community top three picks. What do we have over on Twitter, Matt? Well, Fabius Fulgrim says Traitor Guard. Yes. Uh, Inquisitor Gang and Adeptus Arbites. That'd be cool. Oh, yeah. The Necromunda stuff. Yeah. Garrow says uh, Aldari Rangers with Spec Ops gear. Yeah. Crute with lots of genetic alterations. Also, yeah. And pure strange genes with lots of biomorphs. I still think we might see some new genes to this with that kind of stuff. Uh, he says, imagine a Sabbat Crusade war zone with infantry squads of Tanith and Blood Pact. It'd be super popular. Yes, it would. Mm-hmm. Uh, just this guy, you know, says the Grot Revolutionary Committee. <laughs> Why wasn't that in my list? Uh, Inquisitor Retinue and a Chaos Cult. Sorcerer, Demons and a single Chaos Space Marine. That'd be fun. Uh, Anonymous Rex also says Chaos Cultist with a Space Marine leader. Uh, Inquisition kill team and Admech Explorators, a small team of customizable tech adepts and engine seers, similar to the Mechanicus game. Mm. Pain Cake, says Beastman, Alpha Legion Seekers, and a new Xenos faction. Uh, Brackart says Squats, Eldari Rangers, or Exodites, and an Inquisitor retinue with honorable mentions for the Crute and Vespids. Uh, Chris says Black Legion kill team. Part-time painter says Harlequins, Corn, and Catachans. Bevers says Swooping Hawks, Lictors, and Squats. A kill team of Lictors would be amazing. Knight of the Mortal Realm says Adeptus Custodes, Eldar, and Inquisitional Warband. And Nevermore says Lictor kill team. Anything Eldari because they deserve it. And Grots. Lots of love for the Inquisition and the Eldari. Yeah. yeah. 
and a few shout outs for Lictors. That's I hadn't even thought of that one. That's a great idea. I um, could do like a Tyranid Vanguard kill team, couldn't you? Yeah, Lictors would be ace. There's some know, ace stories about Lictors as well. Do you know, um, I've got a Lictor um, in, for my Tyranids. Is one of those units that they need to look at in the new Tyranid book and go, we need to make this guy scary again, because he really yeah. isn't. He's really not scary uh, in a Tyranid. I mean, he's not. I don't, if I remember right, he's, he's pretty cheap, but he's not scary. Like, if, if, if he pops up and charges at you, you're not going to be sweating, especially if you're a Primaris Space Marine captain. Um, you'll just put him down in seconds. So um be interested oh, to see it. when the Tyranid book comes out. A, a new kit with a bigger horrible lictor it'd probably be hanging off a piece of scenery or something now with the mold oh, you do now it'd be amazing wouldn't it there was a cool diorama that someone did with a lictor doing that creeping up on a hapless guardsman who was sort of reloading a last rifle yeah. behind a wall that and they painted it so if you had it at a certain angle it kind of blended into the scenery yeah yeah great idea um, some really cool suggestions there uh, and it opens the door to next week's top three mat so what is the uh, what's the theme well, next week, as on Saturday, we'll have seen an episode of uh, Hammer and Bolter. We want to know your top three stories you'd like to make seen into a show or episode or one-off or whatever on Warhammer Plus. Excellent. You can get your choices in early via social media or alternatively, you can wait until the post goes up on Facebook and Twitter uh, and then just reply to that and let us know what your top three is. And hopefully we'll read it out next week. It's been another fantastic show, guys. It's really great talking hobby with you as always. Uh, thanks to everybody for listening uh, and we'll be back again next week with some more hobby goodness so until then have a great week hobby and we'll speak to you again very soon bye, bye. Take care. thanks for listening to the Spruce and Brews podcast for more content remember to check out spruceandbrews.com and if you'd like to get in touch with us send us a tweet at spruceandbrews or head over to facebook.com forward slash spruceandbrews Thank you.